You're listening to audio recorded at Mount Air First Christian Church. For more resources or to contact us, look us up at www.mountairfirstchristianchurch.org. Open your Bibles up to John chapter 9, verse 5. This is the words of Jesus. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. The grass withers, the flower fades, and the word of our God stands forever. Have you ever wanted to meet Jesus in person? Wouldn't it be great if Jesus appeared to us in flesh and all his glory? If the doors of the church opened and Jesus, God himself, walked into our sanctuary right now, wouldn't that be awesome? What if I told you, though, that God is already with us, right here, right now? Does that seem possible? Matthew 18.20 says, For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Now, I haven't officially counted this morning, but it appears there are, yeah, there's definitely two or three people gathered here. And we're all gathered here for Jesus. Why else would we come to church but to worship and glorify Christ crucified? Why do we gather on a Sunday? because we come together to celebrate his resurrection and victory over death. But here we are, more than three gathered in his name, and yet I don't see Jesus among us. Even way in the back, I'm pretty sure he's not there. And yet he is here. John 16, 7 says this, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, It is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. So you may have already figured out where I was going with this, but Jesus is already here because the helper is already here, the helper being the Holy Spirit. In my prayer this morning, I asked the Holy Spirit that he would fill our church and fill our hearts. Early in my Christian walk, I often thought about Jesus and how important it was to see him. One of my favorite hymns is, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. And the refrain goes something like this. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And to be sure, Jesus is of great importance. We cannot possibly overstate the importance and greatness of Jesus Christ, who was in the beginning with the Father, came down to earth, down to our sinful level, to be born of a virgin, to live the perfect life, to follow the law perfectly, living the life that we should live, to go to the cross and die the death that we deserve. Imagine for a minute What an act of grace and love that must have been. Jesus, enthroned in heaven, in all his glory, angels singing praises to him, 
every hour of every day. Coming down to earth. Coming down to our dirty, broken, and sin-filled world. I imagine it would be similar for you uh, if you were to put on a fancy tuxedo or a nice dress and then go take a swim in a sewage lagoon. He was in perfect glory, and yet God loved us so much, he came down here to walk among us in our filth and sin. What a gift of grace and love that was. And I was often envious of the disciples. They got to see Jesus. Who wouldn't want that? To see his face, his features? What did he look like? I know we have many depictions of Jesus in art, but in reality, they are almost certainly not what Jesus looked like. We recognize these depictions, usually a trim beard along with long flowing hair and handsome features. Like, I mean, there's one there and that stained glass window. They're beautiful, beautiful pictures. But those first depictions of Jesus were not created until three to 400 years after his birth and were further popularized during the Renaissance. In truth, we do not know what Jesus looked like. If you've ever noticed in the entire New Testament, written by people who actually saw him, there are no physical descriptions of Jesus at all. The only verse in the Bible containing a description of Jesus is from Isaiah 53.2. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. So Jesus was normal looking. He would have looked very similar to every other Jewish man from his time period. Certainly not one with chiseled features and flowing hair which would have been unusual for the hairstyle at the time of Middle Eastern Israelites. He blended in so well that Judas had to identify him with a kiss. Otherwise, the authorities probably wouldn't have known who to seize. And I often put too much importance on having Jesus in my presence because it wasn't until I read this verse in John that I realized I already have God with me. Jesus had to leave to send his disciples, to send the Holy Spirit to his disciples. In the same way, we do not need to despair that Jesus has not walked into our sanctuary and stood before us because the Holy Spirit is already with us. The Holy Spirit is with us now, and he indwells within us, as 2 Timothy 1.14 says, by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, Guard the good deposit entrusted to you. That good deposit entrusted to us is the life and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The free gift of eternal life given to all who believe in Christ. The Holy Spirit keeps this in our hearts, working to justify us by faith, leading us not into temptation, so that when the hour of resurrection comes, we may be presented to the Father with Jesus as our advocate, to be adopted into the kingdom of heaven. This is truly good news for us. Let's pray. Father, what a glorious gift this is for us, that you have given us a helper to live within us, to keep us from the temptation of sin. We read in the scriptures, Lord, that our house is a temple for you. 
and we know that the Holy Spirit is the keeper of that house, keeping us clean, keeping us pure, so that one day when the resurrection comes, Jesus may be pleased to dwell within us and with us and present us holy and blameless from his sacrifice on the cross to our heavenly Father forever and ever. Amen.